Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello. Hello, hello. So, were you happy to see the return of Laura and Martin? I, I almost forgot his name, and I'm like, <laughs> and lawyer. Laura and lawyer. <laughs> I was. And when they pulled up to the house, it took me a beat to figure out, like, who was yeah. in this house. <laughs> what, did, who did, what, did, what did you think on instinct? On instinct, I honestly thought maybe it was Hayden that we were going to get too. into. Well, okay. okay, fine. It was it was Jason, then Hayden. Then I was like, is it Jason and Hayden? And then I was like, because I like it when they they de-stress me. Like I like it. Like when <laughs> like when Lucky died in air quotes, okay, and Helena yeah. trapped him in a fire or whatever. What was cool about that is like everyone was like, Oh my god, Lucky's dead. And it was like, ah, and then for like days we like you're mourning and you're crying. And then they go like ah, and then they show the audience that Lucky's alive. So, so it's like, oh, you're relieved. And then yes. like with Robin, when she blew up, eventually they showed the <laughs> audience. <laughs> um, eventually they showed that she was somewhere. So it's like, sometimes I just want to know. Like, if you could just tell me so I can yes. move on. Anyways, I got problems. I know. <laughs> no, because I don't want to be stressed out when I watch I know. I, I am be, like, stressed. In the, in the moment and enjoying myself. And sometimes I can't do it because I'm like, ah. <laughs> okay so the whole like laura martin really cute you know bonding yes. but what stuck out to me initially was the guard outside he seemed like on point on his stuff and when the cleaning lady initially showed up he didn't let her in he's like drop the basket yes. i was like whoa this guy would have never handed peter a phone right like he's, you know and i at first i was like he should be king of the police in Port Charles <laughs> I mean I honestly don't blame him for the cleaning lady because she, he he got he checked into it yes but, but I, I, and and in all fairness if for some reason I'm deeply devoted to this cop I New don't man. know yeah yeah deeply devoted because I feel like he's got something and yes. she could have actually pretend to know how to clean to get the job <laughs> she could have made it like a slow con you know but it was right like, exactly strangle <laughs> yeah she's not like pretending she's like no like i'm gonna be here and like do this job and then get put on this job like undercover i don't know why yes. i'm working so hard to like <laughs> defend and protect this this guy and it, like shouldn't he have a key to right? the front door also <laughs> Because, because Laura handles the girl, don't know how she, like, ties her up, and then unlocks the door. Because she's a freaking superhero. <laughs> and I'm just, like, like, kick the door? Like, if you're willing to bash in when they're playing video games, I feel like, I feel like you should at least have a key. Yeah, that part was really confusing. And even if it's a new cleaning lady, I was like, wouldn't you just kind of do the introduction to Martin? Like, she just kind of went in was left to her own devices. There was like a but weird did you notice, kind of gap between. Did you notice that as the cleaning lady, she never needed to come inside to do laundry or clean? <laughs> <laughs> she only needed to come in to deliver magical laundry from I don't know where. 
no, I didn't totally did not notice that. <laughs> We're like <laughs> that's, on that's, to it in a logical way. <laughs> that is what all I kept thinking. I'm like, so she cleaned the house from the outside. <laughs> like I don't. <laughs> and where did you get their laundry? Because you're giving it back to them. Like, where did you come from? You came from the outside. <laughs> Whatever. Like, and then and all this while she's strangling Martin. <laughs> I was like, too bad. I wish it was a gun because I felt like there would have been war room to fight. It's way harder to fight off that like thin string. Yes, I totally agree. And I'm like, oh my God, the water's running. Laura's never going to make it out on time. I really didn't right? think he was going to die, but I thought he would just like stay a little non dead for a while, like just passed out. Um, I love, but- I love, because I, <laughs> I love it because I'm like, I didn't think he was going to die, but I'm like, but I also didn't think he'd be alive either. Like, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know, but he did not be awake briefly. <laughs> yes, he was passed out for a bit. <laughs> so I'm like, so you did get, get your fix. <laughs> like- I did. And I loved uh, how Laura just smashed her with like, like, a, what is a baseball bat? A thing. It was a thing a, like a baseball bat. <laughs> I don't even, it was an object. I wasn't even sure if it, I don't, I don't want to get, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast over. Thanks everybody. It's been really great this week. <laughs> so the thread is over because that is the one, that was the one phone call Cyrus had. That's all I, he like, went for? Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> when you're trying to kill someone hard, you get one shot. <laughs> And so I guess it's, this thread is over. All right. They can go back to Port Charles now. And Christina came home for Christmas, came back again. I know. I thought that was interesting, too, that they brought her back and that Laura got poor thing, got all upset about missing her family, which, I mean, there was a lot of talk of Christmas this week, so I can understand why, obviously. <laughs> but it's cool that they're close now. They've worked it out. So I like that. That's a good bonus of the storyline is that it's it essentially just strength, strengthens their friendship. I agree, which is going to um, make Cyrus increasingly more angry. (laughs) Exactly. Like, there's two people which I don't even know why they're not friends or why they can't get along. But, like, Nina and Peter seem a little (laughs) at odds. (laughs) They should be besties. They really should. Because (laughs) I just find them funny together. And, I mean, look, as predicted, Carly walked up and didn't hear anything but wanted to know what was up. She really did. And, and I, I felt like Peter could have given her a little bit more hints as to what was going on in that like weird, creepy way that he does. But he didn't. And I was really surprised. Yeah, but I wasn't in the sense that he likes to use the leverage, right? Anything he has, he'll use. Apparently, okay. he's so 20 steps ahead of everyone. He even recorded his Nixon Fall conversations and stuck around to get photo evidence. So he obviously uses every little bit of information that he can. Um, Nina's face during all of this, utterly fearful. Carly is not stupid. Something has happened. And I mean, she had that little light bulb moment when Bobby talked about like infidelity. Yes. But, you know, it would also be understandable to not want to even entertain that idea. And so she slaps him, and Nina's all like, be careful, you don't want to get into trouble. Like, what did you feel in that moment? Like, what did your body do in that moment when Nina said that to Carly? 
I don't know why she keeps talking. Like the fact that she's lingering around Carly, all worried. It's like she's you're worried about your own self. You don't give two crap about Carly. You're just concerned about covering this up in terms of honoring your sunny promise. Like that's all that it really is. Yes, like, she's it, not there I, to help Carly like at all. Oh God, no, 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 no. And that's the hard part of me. Like physically bothers me like that's how good she is though because her facial expression you know that that little voice that she uses the fake concern when all she's worried about is herself is just like wholly infuriating if I was a cartoon there'd be like smoke coming off of my head but I think you have the perfect description that's exactly what happens when she sort of I guess turns it on it's the fake concern and that little innocent voice Yes, it makes me want to vomit. <laughs> they're like, so they're having that whole thing. And like, like, honestly, they are kind of painting Carly as a little clueless, you know, like every time they, they, they show her with Michael alone mm-hmm. and they show like, let's say Nina with Willow or something like that. They, I don't know about you, but do you notice that, that they show Carly in this, like, she's not in the no kind of way. Like, she looks a little lost. Like, we know she's not, but they, they're showing that. Like, I don't know if you notice. It's not like a typical Carly scene. It's definitely not. But what you said and put into words about Carly just not wanting to face the truth, I think that's more what's being okay. showcased. But with that ruse of she doesn't know what's going on. Because Carly is very good with her gut instinct. Yes, I know she's been thrown through a loop. And there's, you know, Jason being gone and all of this stuff happening. But there's so many clues. There's too much for her to string together. And like she says, she knows Sunny, but now she doesn't anymore. And Nina is in the epicenter of all of this. She just doesn't want to ask that question and face it because she's trying so desperately to grasp onto the person she loved because she just lost somebody that she loved again. I know. And so like, so this is going on. Were you surprised to see that, to watch, let's say the Carly, um, Nina scenes and to have that paired with, Sunny Brit like did you think we would get stuff like that from them Sunny and Brit no and I was really thrown off by Sunny's conversation with Brit and I guess that's the whole point of this whole like Mike Sunny character and the merging of his world yeah okay and it was just like and Brit too is kind of like in a different way she's also just changed as a person and grown and her circle has become bigger so I thought that conversation was interesting but Sunny's always weird when he talks to pretty women so like I don't know like I don't think anything's gonna happen there he just has this way about him when he's with somebody who's pretty <laughs> he, okay like it's true like expanding a circle and there's more and more conversation of look I'm different but the point is they did have stuff in common like the fact that you know, she she's also a little softer and all that. But it was also, to me, the awkward part, which was Britt expressing that, like, because he's trying to say <laughs> Jason cared about you. And yep. she's like, well, he cared about your wife more. And that was definitely an awkward conversation. And then you have Sunny trying to explain it to her. And she's like, no, I shouldn't have said that. But at the same time, it's like she was there. And everyone who was there knows it was way more real and no one even like all those people who were like never kind of for the two of them or whatnot all of those like the whole town practically accepted them as a couple and saw all the love and to be told after that it was just a business arrangement whatever no one buys it and no one knows exactly 
like there's no room for it, right? Like you you talk about it here and there, like even with like epiphany. Yes. How do you acknowledge yes. that, right? Mm. Like it's hard, it's hard. So people are like sympathetic, like Olivia realizes, Monica realizes, but Sonny's also back. Yep. It's it's a weird situation. And so, and I found like all the weirdness of that, I found, I appreciated having it showcased. It yes. is weird. You know what I mean? Like it is weird. There's a lot happening. There's a lot of feelings there that are not getting to be expressed. You know what I mean? They're really getting stifled. And so I, I appreciated having those really awkward, funny epiphany Carly moments where she walks up and her's like, sorry. She's like, for what? For for like crowding the place. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and then they like panned out and showed no one. So first off, I thought that like little like intro to them was kind of funny and comical and different yes absolutely really showing that Carly was a bit thrown for a loop and then having Epiphany acknowledge who Jason truly was to her and gave her a tiny little space to acknowledge you two were a couple and you lost your husband and I'm sorry it was so lovely the way it was done and just Epiphany giving her that permission. She needed somebody to give her that permission because she's stuck in a world where Sunny has this big wall up. She can't truly grieve in the way she wants. No. And I, had, I had you in my head with, I think it was last week we talked about how like Sunny may be a little bit jelly and that's why he's acting the way he is and not letting her be hopeful. Because when she has, you know, that sit down with Michael, they were speaking the same language in the sense that yep. there is hope and it's Jason and all of that. And Epiphany, I think, was a little bit before that. And I think it gave her the courage um, to feel the things she needed to feel and grieve in that moment the way that she wanted to and acknowledge her yeah. feelings. Well, I thought of you when I saw this scene because I really thought, okay, she, she's not been happy with Sunny. And I feel like she may be going over the edge watching this scene so when like like you know Sunny catches up with her and she's all overwhelmed you know having interacted with Nina and Peter and the whole thing and she's upset Mm -hmm. and and then like it was crazy to have that come to the surface hear what Sunny hasn't fully said so when Mm -hmm. they were talking about Jason or, or she was upset with Nina and then Sunny goes I think this whole, I think Jason's death really pushed you over the edge. Yeah, I have exclamation marks. I have capital letters. I have swears in there. (laughs) That, I was like, I can't believe he's gaslighting her because we know what he's trying to, like, mask. But I was like, what? Like, that was kind of horrible. But of course, but I, look, I, I did say, like, Jason's death and all that will push her over the edge because there's so much she's been trying to hold together. And how can you hold in all of that stuff? Like, everybody has, like, a breaking point. But the way he said it was just so not good. It was so different. Because you're using her behavior toward Nina to as yes. an indicator for being pushed over the edge. That is a reasonable reaction. And since day one, he's been trying to act like, her anger and the, and her impulses are somehow unnatural or disproportionate to the situation. And that's just not the case. No. And, and that's why I am so ready for the truth to come out. And we'll get into a little bit deeper how things are just kind of weaving together and what that means in the end. But I am so ready for just for it to all come out and for Carly to be like, uh, this is why you wanted me to act this way. Peace out. Go kick out. Like, you have to leave this house. Everything is mine. 
Bye. Go live at the I, restaurants. I, I would love to see how that goes. And I mean, I also appreciate it because this is what was interesting to me. Because it was early in the week, right? So, like, this happens, you know, Brit witnesses everything, right? Like, Sonny walking in with the Nina thing. And then watching how Sonny dealt with Carly. And then mm -hmm. trying to calm her down. And there I'm like, that's the thing, though. Because Brit right now is having a shared experience with Carly. Yes. And they have a shared understanding. And it did occur to me in that moment, right? Because Nina walks off. Nina's supposed to be her, like, sister-cousin pact. <laughs> yes but she ran after Carly and it's showing where these sides are laying regardless of what happened later like look she everything softened relatively quickly with one interaction yes I mean part of me doesn't surprise me you know like when facing it head-on and saying all the things you have to say it helps to break that tension it's it's infuriating right but it's also super understandable that if people love Nina you know, mm -hmm. they can love her and not love what she did, but it's different, right? It, it makes sense that you're going to be quicker to make it okay. Like how Maxie like, is with her and how Maxie kind of even wants Brit and everything to be okay. But Brit's life was really overhauled by what Nina did. You know, she could have been mm -hmm. in a relationship with Jason at this very moment. Yes. Um, you know, he would be alive and, you know, her mother wouldn't have been in danger. Like a lot of Nina's actions like really impacted Brit's life like directly tremendously and that's the thing like yes Brit softened and she spoke of Nathan and what she should do and she's also trying to embrace this new side of her this softer side <clears throat> but the thing is she doesn't know the whole truth and when the whole truth comes out she will not as forgiving like I freaking hope so but that's the way I see it happening like it's just it's very very intertwined like even where Brit fits right Nina Maxie mm -hmm. that whole connection Maxie with Sunny the Peter thing you know Brando and Sasha even like Lucy and like Brando and and even TJ like everything mm -hmm. everyone there has this you know little connection and even the way they film the scenes like as you pointed out earlier like Michael and Carly are on the same page and you and it's so obvious when they're in scenes together <laughs> um and as the week goes on like you realize like this is sort of the build-up you know that Sunny betrays two people and you know even before um we got to the end of the week and we saw sort of like what Sunny has agreed to do, I just kept thinking, like, mm -hmm. it's just, this is the vibe, is that the divide being created is quite clear <laughs> to me, <laughs> right? In the sense that, you know, like, they're being paired together, but it's sort of like Jason's wife and, like, first kid he raised against Sunny. Yeah. There's something about their, like, them below, like, that, Jason might be dead, but that bond is there, <laughs> you know? Yes, that and bond, I, that connection. Yes, I totally agree with you. He he is living on through them, let's say. <laughs> yeah, like they even, like Sonny doesn't, he won't stop saying Jason is my brother, but he's okay. so matter of fact about the whole thing. And, and that's the other thing he said, right? So first he said, I think, you know, Jason, the de Jason's death is pushing you over the edge. But then when she said, this is how I mourn for you, she's like, yes, but I'm your husband. And I was like, there <laughs> Yep, there exactly. It is. Yeah. And I and I like the subtlety of that because you know, right that right there, it put her in check where she's like, I can't do this in front of him, so that's gotta be shut down. And that's why he his he's so dulled 
when he talks about this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, so there's a part like later in the week where it really, really comes to a head in terms of like his feelings for Jason. And I know it's necessary for this to happen, but the whole talk what? of like repl- the whole talk of replacing Oh him. it was a weird conversation. And right? I did not realize at all that he thought that's what Miss Wu was implying. First off, like I didn't catch at all because when when I, because because she even comes back at the end to Carly being like there might be a misunderstanding. I'm like, right? Were you there overhearing? And was like, that's not what I was saying. And I was actually looking for that. I was looking to see about what are the relationships like. But when she was talking about Jason specifically, I mm-hmm. thought she was taunting Sonny. I didn't realize she was suggesting he needed to be replaced. I thought she was suggesting he had more sway and influence. Me too! (laughs) So I was like, where did Sonny get the... Okay, I mean, look, I mean, obviously it's good to have an enforcer. You're telling me you have nobody to kill people for you? Like, okay, sure. I'm like, that's an important role to fill. But it was a weird conversation where she's like, yeah, you could hire someone, but they can't replace him. Basically, he's hearing what he wants to hear. Like, I mm-hmm. definitely think Miss Wu was taunting him. So all his takeaway was from that conversation is that he actually does need to hire somebody new to replace Jason. But I really feel Miss Wu was just, like, digging him. <laughs> it, it was definitely weird, this whole, like, taking his place. Like, when I was gone, Jason stepped up and kind of replaced me. So now let's, like, replace Jason. But it's really hard to know in what sense. Yes, exactly. Anyway, it was a weird conversation, and I'm kind of curious as to see what Miss Wu wanted to kind of correct with Carly. I know, because I want them to build... They already had a really great relationship. Exactly. Yeah, there's a mutual respect there. And I think Miss Wu also just doesn't like that Sonny's back, and maybe never really liked his methods and how he handled things, but just had that, like, co-worker respect. (laughs) But in reality, she got a taste for something else, and she prefers that. Look how she's trying to get her way uh, for Brad, and she's just having to jump through hoops, even though Sonny desperately needs her to do what he requested and the thing is she's not wrong though because right? if jason was there the last thing that happened was she saved their lives yep mm-hmm. so having lived that like sunny wasn't there so it's really easy for him to kind of say and do whatever but i i just feel that if miss Wu was standing in front of jason and carly being like i just did this for you and went to them directly i do think a different deal would have been made and I do think people would have gotten on board. Oh, I agree with you 100%. She is not loving what's happening right now. No. And, but I loved just seeing her like at the hospital, right? <laughs> Saying hi to Carly, being like, not here for this or not here for Sunny. And then when she went to go see Britt, I kind of panicked. I'm like, for Me what? Too. I don't understand. And then she's like, you're Brad's friend. Stop it. And I was like, <laughs> And I was like, okay and i and then you have like brit just mourning her friendship just looking at pictures like that was okay that's done and over with um and then when she goes to see sunny i was like okay so last time she comes to you you totally deny her something she wants and then you have the nerve to be like can you like just murder this guy for me because too many people think it's gonna be me and i'm like but what's the difference whether it comes from miss wu's organization Mm -hmm. or yours like what is the difference because the whole point is 
if let's say Sunny orders something, isn't the whole point that there's distance between, I, I don't know, but like that there's distance between, <laughs> let's say the action and himself, right? Because uh, he didn't do yeah. it. That's the so, part that completely, it felt like his mob skills weren't sharp anymore. Like I just felt it was weird. And I thought Miss Wu would, well, I guess she doesn't know the whole story of what's going on and what he's asking and who he's already told or whatever. But I just felt like you're not mobbing right now. Like, I don't know what it is you're doing. Well, I do. You're trying to protect your ass. That's all you're doing. You yes. are not looking at this from a mob perspective and it will bite you there, my friend. And so I admired that, right? Because I'm like, so he has to hand it off to her. Are you serious? And so she's there. She's like, yeah, that could be arranged. Like, I can get shit done and I can do it pretty quick. But I liked how she kind of put it, you know, a life for a life. So if I do this, you know, the whole thing with Brad. And then when she got him to kind of make that concession, like, yeah, I'll get my guy to vote. Like, I'll, I'll sway it in your favor. And I was like, and there it is, right? The yeah. second seal. You know, it was Carly and now it's it's Michael. So that's that's a done deal. And um, and that's when you talked about him not being a mobster, I, I the funny thing for me is his negotiations with Miss Wu, I was like, well, okay. But when he was in the room with Peter, you mm-hmm. did see a little bit of ice cold sunny, and I was sort of impressed. And for during those scenes, I was like, okay, like he's back. You know, like he laughed, he taunted, he even used the baby. Okay, but that's because he thought he had nothing to worry about. He thought he had nothing to worry about, but even when Peter threatened the Nina stuff and having photos, he dismissed that and Fair. was all like, yeah, I don't I don't care. Like, I'll tell her in my own time. Not going to matter. <laughs> so I love the way that he handled that because I'm like, seriously, now I know how to be a villain. Tell everybody that all their secrets will come out if I die because that's right? what everybody has been doing lately. <laughs> so, like, oh, my, it's, just, it's just a lot. But I was like, that's the point. Peter always has something in his back pocket. But I, at first I was like, he's so cool. He doesn't care. And it's like, obviously, that's the easiest thing, right? Not have leverage. Don't want to yes. have leverage? Go tell Carly. Nope. Instead, I'm going to tell Maxie to her face, look, you know, he's better off alive. Uh, he could, uh, what's your daughter's name? He could find her. That thing. Right. So. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So I just want to go back to Peter and Sunny for a quick second. I love when Sunny used like a weird fake accent to say Peter's name. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I like that. That was my favorite. But yeah, when he, when Maxie's like, oh, Maxie. I'm throwing out a gold star early. She definitely gets a gold star for me this week because she's like, hey, Sunny, how's it going? So when's the murdery stuff going to happen? What are you gonna... yeah, I love that. She's like, don't you think you should murder him? Isn't that what... I, I loved how she did that. And I love how she didn't care. Like when he says you're not winning any favors for me in my good graces, she's like, no, like he's done a lot of crap. Like, don't you think? I deserve to have you kill him? Like, don't you think <laughs> it would just be the a kind thing to do? Um, once again, I really need Elizabeth up in this whole business situation because Peter is deeply intertwined with, like, Finn and Elizabeth, and I'm surprised he hasn't tried to use that. Oh, yeah. He yeah. hasn't so far. They haven't brought them in. That's why they're like, let's just keep him off screen. Peter will forget. <laughs> We're not going to use this threat. <laughs> but like speaking of Maxie, her confrontation with, with yes. Peter was just mm. epic. And I mean, look, she always does amazing. Like even if she has scenes alone, like be it saying goodbye to Louise or like the Nathan Graves site or just anything. And like even the last time she told Peter off, it was like epic. But I loved it, right? Because... 
she is one of the people that truly know him. You know, yes, he still knows how to get to her, but the point is she knows him so well. And I just, I loved it. It was so fantastic to watch. She had some amazing, I mean, look, her, her last lines to him were freaking amazing. Oh. When she told him to like choke on it in the end, it was amazing and I was scared when she when she was saying like you'll never be with me and you'll never have Louise I was scared yes that he would take something off of her tone that Mm -hmm. would indicate like there's a reason and the way she said it that he would never get her he didn't seem to register it but I was scared but the whole thing was phenomenal and I liked I liked Mac in the background Oh my God, right? Just like a photo bomber. Just like could not yeah. stare away. It was amazing. And and I loved, you know, that he let, not let her do that, but like he was like supportive of it, even though really in his heart, he did not want them in the same place and same room, but she needed to do it. We saw her strength. We saw just truly Maxie and who she is. And yes, her last couple of lines were absolutely my favorite. She was completely fierce and amazing. There is something Max said though, that made sense of, of like, Peter <laughs> and like <laughs> I'm like I like stuff we used to say about him at the beginning because remember at the beginning when they would date we'd be, he was so like robotic right yeah. and he was all like how do I feel and so I loved when Matt kind of said you came into town pretending to be human <laughs> and I was like that totally captures a lot because he had this robotic style when they were dating right like how do you date like he was so like proper if you will or just not very like warm or affectionate, right? And there and there was that whole essence when he met Maxie, right? And he even said it today, like they yes. keep me human or something like yes, or, exactly he said he said that. something like that. And like with Maxie was where he was learning like what is love and all that. <laughs> so I found that really summed up what his initial like performances and like portrayal was. No, it was amazing. I absolutely loved it. And yeah, I love what he's talking to Anna. He's like, they're the, she's like, forget about Maxie, forget about Louise. He's like, they're the only things keeping me human. I'm like, wait, what now? <laughs> I, I know. I was like, no, because you know what you did? You drugged her and you totally stole her baby and you wanted to kidnap them. So I don't think it's working. I don't right? think it's working. Sorry to say. You oh might need a plan B, C, and D to, to, to make okay, that but- work. How handsome did he look in his suit, though? <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Like I was like, I don't remember. Recall you being annoying. I don't. I don't recall. <laughs> Why did <don't> you die? <laughs> I don't recall people being thrilled if it were to happen. But yeah, I was just blown away because, like, the way that they were showing the the prisoner doing this mm-hmm. whole thing, mm-hmm. you know, I felt like they're definitely going to show the face. Like it's it's not like a rando. You know, they would have showed right? a rando. Like they're keeping it a secret. And then when they did it, I was like. Oh, oh right. it was bad. And I was like, oh my gosh. Cause I was in my head. I was, I, despite the actual episode that I had been watching in my mind hole, I was like, who's still in prison? I was like, okay. Bad. So obviously when, <laughs> when that scene was happening and when they slowly pan up, like I knew it, but you know, when the scene pans up, I got goosebumps and in my head in slow motion, this is what was going on. A life for a life. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's good though I like it I like it I want to go back and watch it with that voiceover in my head <laughs> I think it would have totally heightened the scene like I was already like 
but I would have loved that. I, I that would <laughs> like I don't care how extra soapy that would have been. If I right? have to watch Sonny keep remembering what he promised and the crap he's Fudge done, man. okay, mm-hmm. I think I can definitely do with Miss Wu's voice over on that scene. Yes. 100%. Like, 100%. <laughs> okay. So, like, Secrets. we're just going to... Secrets. Exactly. <laughs> and we're just going to have to do it. So, Willow accompanied uh, Michael who went to go visit his ex-girlfriend's baby <laughs> who happens to be his cousin now godson <laughs> related to his son okay oh um, ow my head hurts <laughs> and, and Willow just spends the whole time roaming around the hospital like for the whole time <laughs> the whole time like she's friends with them I don't know why she couldn't go she's like you see them all just go right? pray for her I'm like, you could be in the same room together. Like, you know, you're friends. Like, even Sasha was like, where's Willow? And so it turns out she heard all the good stuff. Like, she heard all the stuff. All the things. All the things. And then, like, she looked horrified. (laughs) And they're like, what's wrong? She's like, this is how my face looks. (laughs) At General Hospital. (laughs) Like, this is is just how it all is. I'm going to use that in life. This is just how my face looks. <laughs> me living life. Um, and and then it like creeped me out how like Nina was all lurky to be like, oh, yes. you were near the chapel and all this. And then the fact that like Nina had the gall to like approach her more and more mm-hmm. and more. And it's like, leave them alone at this point. And like, then you see this is look. I don't get Willow. <laughs> and I'm just going to keep expressing and stating all the reasons why as I keep talking. Um, like, I don't get it. Because now she's overheard, right? She's like, overheard. Yes. And now she's standing with Michael. And now Nina comes and she's a little bit more mm, and mad and a little less. We should forgive every and anyone. Um, it's like, you can forgive and still not have a relationship with people. I'm just saying. Yeah. And so, and so she's just like all mad. Okay, Nina approaches her. She literally recites all the words she says. Okay, <laughs> okay. And then they have this whole talk, and she's so upset. In my head, I'm thinking, okay, this is kind of lame because mm-hmm. now you're starting to ask Nina sunny questions. Mm-hmm. Why don't you ask Sunny sunny questions? We know she's okay. not gonna have like they have the courage to like ask Sunny. Like I thought it would like it, it. It got weird for me. So you okay. confronted Nina. You confront Nina. That's great. You're all like, this is bad. This is extra bad. And like, and like Carly was like, right. You know, like her instincts about like her family. Like, I can't believe I defended you. But then you allowed Nina to talk. She pleaded with you to keep your mouth shut. She lurked behind a tree. And then yes. you watched her awkwardly. And then she gave you a knowing nod. Like, you're going to keep my secret, right? And she walked away. Even though Willow ended the conversation with, you know, I haven't decided what I'm going to do. And even though she confronted her saying, this is not like a benevolent thing. This is you just kind of like trying to cover your own stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. But what I saw was she, she basically decided to justify not telling by going along with whatever she said. That's how I feel. Like you listen to Nina's all explanation. It's definitely a hard thing to share. But look, you confronted her. You acted all like indignant about it. And then you just, I feel you've chosen not to say anything. Yeah, it was beyond frustrating. I keep, I'm still trying to figure out why Willow, like, where does she fall into the mix? Like, why is she well, agreeing with Nina? Like, it, I'm having a hard time understanding. 
Agreed. Yes, okay. like agreeing to keep the secret, but also to be the one that overheard the secret. Why Willow? Well, I think it has to do with that little wedge they've been putting between Michael and Willow. Mm-hmm. At first, she didn't like that he made the arrangements to have Nina arrested. Yes. You know, and, and then it was the conversation with Carly where Carly points out, well, like, this is Michael. Like, this is a part of him, right? This is what mm-hmm. Michael will do. In Car- and they showed how, like, Carly knew Michael a little bit better than Willow. Willow likes the goody two-shoe part of Michael, not his bad yes. side, which is tame, hot, but tame. Still mm-hmm. too much for her. Like, mm-hmm. Michael has boundaries. He's always been like that, right? Kind, but fair. And when he needs to strike back, he does. And she just prefers the being fair all the time. And not even fair. Like, at this point, I start to wonder if this girl even has boundaries. So, right? like, and so, so the thing is, she finds out what Nina does and then kind of stands with Michael. Now she's had a conversation with Nina and then tells Michael, let's lay off of Brad and let's lay off of everything. Let's just, fr-. like, it was really weird. It's weird the choices she's making because <clears throat> I'm fast forwarding a little bit to their scene at the quarter main, but her attitude towards Brooklyn and oh Chase. Oh my gosh. But you're giving a pass to Nina. Like, I'm very confused as to where, where her gray area and her boundaries lie. Okay. To highlight the boundaries, mm-hmm. why is she not more suspicious? Your mother had you in a cult. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you not more suspicious and what got me about the whole thing look part of me felt annoyed when like Willow was all like you're the baby's daddy and part of me was Mm -hmm. like maybe go have a reaction somewhere like you're with Michael but then I realized you know she does get to have some feelings about it because technically this happened not well he didn't sleep with Brooklyn while he was with Willow no okay so technically no I don't know how much of a right she has to get mad but I get Michael's point of view, right? Like you were trying to make her feel bad. And it's the same as Ned's point of view. You didn't ask. Like you didn't think to want to know was the baby yours. And I can get how that looks. I really, really do. Like I can get that they're going to feel some type of way about finding out, you know, Chase is Brooklyn's baby daddy. But when I don't understand since when did Willow became judge jury and everything? She's like, okay, like every, like every time she's mad and you see that her being mad isn't received well, she's like, okay, I'll forgive you. Like, you know, even with Chase, like she's pushing it, she's mm. pushing it. She's like, well, you forgived us, but blah, blah, blah. And then when Chase got kind of annoyed, he was yeah. like, I came to see my kid. Like she said some stuff to him. And he's like, I just yeah. came to see my kid. And she's like, fine, I can kind of like forgive you, but Brooklyn is another story. And then she created this really odd sob story, which I cannot begin to wrap my head around. She's because we all know she didn't grow up in a great family. Yeah. Okay. Like your mom took you guys around searching for something. You ended up in a cult. Your dad got killed by this cult member. Like you had a messed up childhood. So she's like, I had a messed up childhood. But I had an idea of what good families are like. <laughs> I didn't have a good family, but like yours isn't either. And that makes me mad. <laughs> like that's what I heard. And I don't understand at all. Like you're just so upset with Brooklyn. I'm like, okay. All right. And it was just so weird. Like the road to forgiving Brooklyn is long. I could forgive Chase soon. We should forgive Brad and Nina. Let's just like, I'll forget it. Let's pretend she doesn't exist. 
because she doesn't want to say it. You know what I mean? Like she just doesn't want to be the one to say it. Like I don't get it because Willow is asking very pointed questions that make a lot of sense. Like, is this mm-hmm. why Sunny has been pushing Carly and talking like Michael and 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 Carly down? So she's yes. piecing all of these nuances together about why the relationships are weird and why Sunny's doing what he's doing. And then nothing. Like, I'm at a loss with Willow. Like, I know her and Michael, you know, compatible personalities appear similar. Um, but the more this is going, they keep showing that they just don't view things the same. Exactly. And I find that very interesting. And there's another, like, a small part about Michael that I thought was kind of funny. That he was so upset that Chase slept with Brooklyn while he was still having feelings for Willow. It's like, it just goes to show kind of the naiveness of Michael and his relationships. And that he's never just kind of like slept with somebody because he was sad. (laughs) Or because somebody was hot. (laughs) He is really silly, right? Because it's like, Willow wasn't with him. He might have missed Willow. Yeah. But he couldn't miss the fact that Brooklyn was in his apartment. (laughs) Exactly. That was just so funny in terms of like how Willow and Michael can be so innocent at times. And but, but he Michael's... slept with his wife. You know what I mean? Like he had the <laughs> affair. He he willingly had the affair. And again, even yes. in the whole affair situation, nobody was really all that much of a bad guy. It was just right? a dumb situation. Yes. So I love how everyone's trying to be like, mm, you did bad, and you did bad, and even like Willow, when she was talking to Nina, she was saying. What did she say? Oh, I hate that I can't think of the line. But she made a point of, of saying, like, alluding to the fact that, like, I've, I've, per- no, something, I was a perpetrator of those lies. And, 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 like, on the other end of it, I'm like, yes. oh, yeah, Willow, you're such a perpetrator. Like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm like, where are you going with this? You know what I mean? Like, like, <sighs> Michael might be nice, but he has certain lines. Willow tries to show she's not nice, but she has no lines. So she shows some anger, says, like, talks back to people, says stuff. But ultimately, like, she doesn't have any boundaries. No. And I think the thing is, like you said, this wedge is going to become huge. And Carly and Michael are going to lean on each other or give each other strength. Because once he finds out that Willow knew, that's like a black and white line for him. Like, he even used that line this week. Like, it's, it, there's no shades of gray when it comes to this stuff for him. No, not for this topic. And she knows that. Yeah. She knows that. So, like, I don't know. Like, I know Willow didn't, like, outright say anything, right? Like, we see her flashing back to this. Does she mean, like, is she going to keep it? Is she going to say something eventually? But I personally feel like having left the hospital and not said anything. And it's like, are you going to go have it out with Sunny? Like, I do find it weird that she was asking Nina the Sunny portion of this whole thing. I think so, too. And then she was kind of. I don't know if she was doing it for curiosity's sake, but she said something to Michael along the lines of, you know, like, I don't know how that stuff with your dad works. It's like, she's just trying to kind of navigate and see like who he is and how he'll respond to things just in case she does want to confront him. Maybe because I'm like, I, I don't see Willow knowing and then maybe catching some sunny stuff. And I don't see Sunny not finding out through Nina at some point too. Exactly. So it's getting very messy and very. I, I just want it. I want it to come out. That's all. I can't wait for it to come out. And I wonder, it's like, are we going to end up having a trial? Are we not going to have a trial? Is Peter going to live? Is Peter going to die? There's so much. <laughs> I don't think he's going to die, right? He can't die. I don't think he's either. I think he'll just have like some severe food poisoning or something. 
uh-oh, a botched hit. And then I was thinking, because if he dies, right, and people find out it, it was Brad, or, like, is that a good thing that it was Brad? Like, does that help in any way? Oh, that's a help very, what? very... I don't know, but does it? <laughs> no, but that's an interesting point of view, because one, we know that Victor's around, and that Peter, for some reason, is important to him. So if this food poisoning is a botched job, we still have Victor potentially on his side to hide him and help him out. And then if Brad, you know, says that he did this or that it comes to light, he's got some street cred now with, like, Michael and stuff. That's what I'm wondering, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like, does like this that. somehow soften things with the Corinthos family or anyone, um, for that matter? <laughs> I um, think so. I like it. I want it. So, okay. I thought this was pretty interesting. So, Joss called Spencer over to the gym. <sighs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Did you see those freckles in her eyes? This is what I saw, okay? Because when they were talking, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there is something really special about it. I wrote the OG schemers because they got <laughs> together to break up Cam and Emma. So Aww. look at this, right? Like they're they're the puppet masters, right? They're the people that are going to like have a plan and do stuff and make things happen. You know what I mean? So there is something yes. kind of special about that bond. It might have been a childhood bond, but even the kids at the time had incredible storylines. Like, they just did. (laughs) Um, So, when I saw them together, I do think it's really special. So, it's like, she called him over. Esme didn't seem to know that that's where he went. Mm -hmm. And she didn't really necessarily reach out to Cam. I mean, he was working, but she was dealing with stuff. She was dealing with the loss of Jason and she called Spencer. Which is interesting for all the reasons that you said. Like, even though Cam is her boyfriend and they were best friends and all of this good stuff, Spencer gets the dark side of things. What we always say about, like, Cam and Trina are still very much normies and don't understand being in the trenches. But Spencer, for Joss, could really understand what she's going through. They do understand things in a very different way. It was weird. Like, it wasn't weird, but it was tough watching this conversation, right? Because Esme... Mm outwardly acts like Esme like like <laughs> watching her interact with Trina it's like she doesn't hide it she doesn't oh. hide the, the fact that she's Esme she Esme's all over <laughs> everything you know what it's like even with Joss how do you expect her to like her like she's threatened her like she's done so many bizarre things and Spencer's like you just gotta get to know her but then he threw in some family stuff but again it's still not enough to to explain like she's she's a jerk. Like she's such a jerk. Like she all is. the time. She never turns it off. And Joss did ask him, like, tell me why you love her. Tell me why yeah. you're in a relationship. And he had a hard time. <laughs> he had a really hard time. And then he went on to tell Esme. They were discussing like the whole cabin thing and whatever. And I can't remember what exactly they were talking about, but again he mentions to Esme, Joss doesn't lie. So he said that about Trina. He said that about Joss, and Esme's just, like, heating up inside, and her blood's, like, boiling. And then all I keep thinking is, are they going to the Nell cabin? Because now I'm super scared. Like, I'm scared. Yeah, that's definitely the cabin they're going to. And, um, because remember, like, Sunny sent Ava there, and all that. Like, that's the cabin. And I kept thinking, too, like, the line she told to Trina, like, I'm never letting him go. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't think you were gonna. I didn't think you'd go down without a fight. I really didn't. So we're gonna see how this goes. But like everything she was saying to Trina, like, what do you say to a crazy person like that? <laughs> like, what do you say when she's like, Oh, you with you and Cam and both? I'd be like, go, I'm working. Leave. Stop. 
Like, it's so annoying. Like, I don't know how they do it. And, like, Cam is also really irritated by her. He doesn't yes. like her besmirching his name and disrespecting <laughs> his relationship with Trina or Joss. It's really funny. It's very adorbs. I know. It's, like, it's just a lot. And, I'm like, the teenagers have just been through so much. And I'm hoping, like, from what Joss said to Cam, like, yes, I'm going to keep an eye on her. It's kind of the whole keep your enemies closer situation that things do come to light, but that nobody sheds any blood. <laughs> I hope not. I, I really, I really do. But I am looking forward to that because it's like not Halloween. So if they go to a cabin, like, <laughs> what is going to go down? Like we're getting close to like Christmas here. I know. I'm concerned, yeah, but yes. Yeah. Maybe like a New Year's trip is what we're going to see. Something to that effect. Right, 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 right. Okay. That would make some sense. All right. So his dad, Nikki. Okay. Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite line actually comes from him okay so when victor's there um this is how he's he introduces ava she's pa- she's patient with me when i fall short of her expectations like talk about laying the groundwork for some crap that's gonna go seriously awry i know because it's like ava's not just any woman right she's ava and she's mm-hmm. like i'm not gonna like be dismissed from a room with any of this and like the the whole idea about like allowing her to stay and I just feel like Nicholas is just tired of keeping secrets he probably can't take it anymore and so when Victor says like something like any inadvertent lapse in judgment is the undoing of us all for me that was really cool solidifying the expanding of the Cassadine clan yes and so Nicholas being like, how did you know it was me about Hayden? She's like, for a lot of reasons, here's my list. Because, like, I'm not an idiot. Like, I see all the weird faces you make every single time. Like, Alexis and Sean are around. Like, it, it was really funny. It was really funny. I did love the fact that I think it was when Victor was in the room that she brought back up, or maybe it was just Nicholas, that she brought up that, hey, I'm on Jerome. Like, I know bad stuff. I can do bad things. Like there's nothing you can say to scare me, which I thought was really interesting because we talked a long time ago how Nicholas is kind of immature for Ava. Like, yes, they have this love and this princess thing and prince, but she's a bad ass woman. Yes. (laughs) And she brought back on her family name and what Nicholas is doing. And didn't he sign over everything to Ava? He might or have. Remembering. Okay, because this don't... is like, it... <laughs> I don't remember for sure. Because remember, they had the whole prenup thing, then they destroyed it, then they got married. Yeah. Again. So, like, I don't know where we're at, but in my head, the way it's going to play out is she's going to find out that one thing that, you know, she gave him the opportunity, like, say all of the things now or bye bye. And she's going to have that beautiful house and she's going to be the Cassidine queen. <laughs> Like, I don't think they're, that's the thing, though. I don't think they're going to break up. I think she knows Nicholas, which is why she stayed, which is why she threw in her name, which is why she's like, I'm going to handle this. Let mama take care of this. That's what's going on, because she knows exactly who Nicholas is. Like, even when um, Victor kind of jumped in and made reference to Ava being very tenacious, but, like, you got to back down with this whole Peter thing. Like, I'm not going to, like, stop seeking more about this. Mm-hmm. And then did you notice that Nicholas jumped in and says, I'm tenacious, too. Oh, my God. And there was a part two. I think she was talking to Nicholas after Victor leaves. And she's like, oh, Victor goes after. Um, he picks the weak. 
It's like he picked Nicholas, so he's just getting insulted, like left and right. I didn't even, I didn't even catch that part. That's super funny. But what was the funniest of that whole interaction with Victor was when they were talking about Hayden's mom having oh been murdered, mm-hmm. and he's like, "With family, you don't have to ask." And I, was just like, <laughs> I was just like, "That was amazing. I love that." And then it was like, so you committed these crimes in his name. Like to her, she's like gathering information, be like, this is dangerous because yes. he'll like, he's just, it's going to snowball. Like you can't trust him with anything because he'll really take it to that, you know, bitter end. Right. Because he'll go, he'll extend himself for the family. Exactly. Oh, but he's funny as heck. <laughs> it was really, really funny. I'm really enjoying just that, right? The having another really large family. So like the Cassidines and having the Quartermains, I think it's kind of cool having this. Oh my God. Even Laura made mention of the fact that Victor picks specific people because they're weak and she's worried about her kids. <laughs> she's like, I got to get back to my dumb, dumb <laughs> son. <laughs> Oh my god, it's pretty funny. <laughs> Can we just talk about Gladys for a second who goes from human back to Gladys? Like she, she just Oh, she's amazing. I love it because I was like, it's still pretty jarring to see like Carly and Gladys together and supportive and and them, you know, there's comfort there. There's a lot of human-like actions. And then in a flip of a switch, Liam, why Liam? <laughs> I couldn't believe she was bashing the name. And that's the thing about Gladys's character that I find to be different, right? Because mm-hmm. she's not like, because you know, like in soap operas, people have confrontations or you have yeah. like the like a Peter type villain. No, Gladys is someone who says insensitive things like a normal person, <laughs> right? Because there's yeah. pe- there are people <laughs> like this. That, like Gladys is, you know, we can call her over the top. But it's the most realistic. It's one of the most realistic characters on the show. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. not like her character is not soapified. It's no, not. not at all. She's just obnoxious, and that's a real life thing. It's a real life phenomenon of obnoxious people we have in this world, and that's why I find her her character funny. Like to say something as as like jarring is that like insulting the baby name and Carly's <laughs> eyes and how she reacts like whoa whoa it's the most normal kind of crazy on the show it definitely is and I love you know just how Carly brought up names that you know well there's Liam Nielsen and I thought about you Neeson it's Liam Le- Neeson? <laughs> yeah it's, it's, yeah it's Liam Neeson and I know he's your favorite so I thought it was I know really that one of your favorites brought up one of your exactly. favorites exactly it wasn't just that it was Liam Neeson it was that it was said by Carl you you get me (laughs) I've known you for some time so yeah Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) you complete me I'm doing the little heart symbol too (laughs) okay wait I I wrote I'm seeing a funny line and it's making me think of something for some reason I wrote this down Nina's lurking really shows growth uh because (laughs) <laughs> because at one point she's like lurking around Willow, but remember, yeah. like when she was talking to Sunny, she's like, "I will say sorry for the rest of my life" or something. And I'm like, "You've barely like," and I think she was referring to Carly, but you, but she's barely showed remorse to Carly at all. She wouldn't really apologize to her. She literally made a point of telling Carly she would apologize to anyone but her. Yeah, and her version of "I'm sorry" is, "I'm sorry, but you know." I was in Pennsylvania and the world is different there. So 
here you go. <laughs> I honestly feel like that's what's happening. Like she, I, that's, that's the thing. I'll say sorry, but I don't really regret it. Right? <laughs> oh my God, it's so frustrating. Between it's her so speech annoying. with Willow, her truth spinning is like between how she spoke to Carly, her conversation with Willow, her conversation with Britt, her conversation with Obrick. My brain was exploding. Like this woman has no concept of consequence, apologies. When she talked about Jason and Britt, she's like, well, I didn't know like they liked, <gasps> liked each other. I'm like, but a human died. Regardless, a human died. <laughs> but you spoke to Britt. Like, what do you mean? Like, how did you, like, because they spoke when they got back. And I thought yeah. she understood that Jason was important to her. Yeah. And when she told Lisa, if I don't suffer, how will I redeem myself? And I'm like, <laughs> grow, change, uh, do something different. Uh, but again, you know, Obrecht, you know, Nina is her niece and she feels differently, obviously, about Carly and and Sunny, so she doesn't feel that she should back down. And I mean, look, I get that perspective, but I feel the way I do, like, about um, about Nina and the whole thing. Like, it was just so insensitive when it came to Brit. Yes. And, and like, even Sunny, like, he said something to her, like, texting, texting me is not a good idea. And I'm like, but having her contact in your phone listed as mm -hmm. Nina Reeves is? Mm -hmm. Like, that's a good, because, like, you put it in there. And then, and then, like, and then the whole, like, um, you know, because because when he had accused Carly later, like, oh, like, you're losing it or whatever, because she blamed Nina for Jason's death. And I'm like, yeah, yes. that, that feels right. Like, that sounds about right. Like, the thing she put in motion went in that direction. It 100% did. And when Sonny was leaving the room, he made a point to turn around and yell, reassure her, you're not responsible for Jason's death. I and I'm like, every time he Oof. leaves a conversation with her, he basically is sternly saying, I love you in code every single yes. time. Oh my God, that's so funny because that's all I'm going to hear now. But you put into words what I'm trying to figure out with them and it's so flipping annoying. Every time. Every time. <sighs> okay, okay. That damn Sunny makes me so mad. <laughs> the thing is, Sunny calls Carly on overly mourning for Jason when he's hiding what he had was Nina and it's like clearly not over and I feel like if he told them about Nina that he wouldn't feel like he could have a reaction to Jason and part of me feels like he just wanted selfishly wanted room to have a reaction huh okay interesting I like it there, look there's a degree to which Sonny can be quite selfish absolutely so you know at the hospital at one point when Sonny realizes that like Peter knows he's like crap gotta go like handle all yes. that stuff yes so Sonny was being all secretive let's not forget Carly was running stuff for how long and they're Forever. married the whole point of them being <laughs> married is that like they can't testify against each other and that's when it kind of hit me Jason treated her like an equal a full partner Mm -hmm. No mm -hmm. part of Jason was out of her reach like it is with Sonny and now even more so Sonny's out of her reach absolutely like at some point too this week she said I think it was to Michael um I can't speak for your father anymore yeah she finally caved because the poor kid he's like you don't have anybody mom like you don't like you got to talk to someone <laughs> and I you know and she was like I can't do this and she gave minimal she gave minimal info um to kind of acknowledge stuff that he was seeing right yes and she said we're just not on the same page so I think they're gonna begin to really truly rely on each other and it makes me think who's next for Michael I don't know like, maybe at some point him and Willow will find his way, but stuff is going to hit the fan. 
Oh, big time. It's going to get really messy before it changes. Can you believe Willow? Like, Brooklyn, like, I just don't find, like, you're being honest. Like, you shouldn't lie. Like, you guys. I, I was so confused. I was I'm very just confused. genuinely confused at that whole yeah. situation. I can't follow when it comes to Willow. Like, I really can't follow. And, I mean, thankfully, Michael pointed this out. He's like, I know at one point you were close with Brad. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. she was. But she also didn't know that, like, Brad, like, her baby died. Like, he, Brad knew that. The relationship exactly. with Brad was around Wiley. The fact that, like, she thought that was my son and Brad let her kind of be around that. It was just, I don't know. It's going to be interesting with Brad back. I cannot wait to have him back. But, yeah, I'm really not following Willow right now because there was literally, like, a slew of people listed between her and Michael that they're mad at. And I don't understand. Um, one thing I did not understand, but I think it's just, like, uh, when you see a good-looking guy, you can't turn off that you spark with somebody. So, like, when she saw Drew, when Willow saw Drew, I was like, what is this sparkle? What is, what's happening You here? saw that? <laughs> I did. Oh, okay, so that's the thing about Drew. He was so sweet. Like, the moment he held the baby, I'm like, I love oh, yeah. this. Mm-hmm. I know. Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, Drew is the best. And then when he was like, I'm never going to rest until I learn the truth, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh no. And I did notice that like when Drew was talking to Michael, there was more tentative language about Jason being dead rather than being like, he's dead. There's like more like might be and that kind of a thing. Oh, just kind of laying it softer for Michael because I didn't, I didn't know. I thought maybe Carly would tell Michael, but the fact that Drew did, I thought was interesting too. Yeah, that must have been a lot for Michael walks in on his cell phone. He's like, oh my gosh, then learning all that, it was kind of rough. Yeah, it was intense. It was a lot of information all at once. Oh, how can I forget my favorite part of this week? My favorite <gasps> part. They're back sorry. together. Brando and TJ. Yes. <gasps> yes. yes. Oh my God. That's they found exactly, their way back. That's exactly what I thought about that chapel scene was A1. Him going back to the room with Brando. Him making Brando laugh. Them doing. Oh, my God. I was. My heart was a flutter. So happy. And like, like when I saw TJ see him, I'm like, come on, TJ, get to the elevator. And so I was loving it. Like, this is the, this is something I know it's so small, but like, that's the part to me that I find exceptional because it's not like there was a lot going on. Like, literally, TJ just emerged and you're like, oh my God, they're about to rekindle a friendship. And this is what I love. I just love that they're kind of expanding the connections. Like, there's a huge tie in here with like, Brando and Sasha because they've become a little like they've become the center of the Corinthos family at this point and they're also the middle point between Nina and Carly too and Sonny and everybody it's just it's it's a lot it is a lot everybody's so interconnected to begin with that this is like a whole different but I like it right like I Mm -hmm. like all of it I like Lucy showing up I love the whole thing me too I thought it was just so sweet like and in that moment, my brain had to turn off that Nina is annoying and that she's being supportive of Sasha. And then, but then when I saw Lucy there, I was like, yes, she saves the whole scene with her gummy bears and her kindness and her stories of her life. <laughs> the reason why that felt weird for me having Nina and Lucy there, it's because when, when the truth came out about Sasha and Nina and her kind of like severed ties, mm-hmm. Lucy was there. And I remember yes. getting all excited about like, you know, Lucy filling in that mother role and you know Sasha filling in that daughter role and they would have that that dynamic so for me I just felt like it was two different you know surrogate mom situations oh 100% because 
there's still that missing part to Nina's story. So yes, there's that forgiveness and kindness and whatever, but Sasha's in the family now. Like this affects Brando. This affects her kid. Like there's a lot going on there that Lucy can help support her through if that's the direction they want this to go. And that's the thing. Like, I wonder what that part will mean to people Mm -hmm. because it's like, Oh, Brett figured it out after the whole Mike thing. Yes. Um, but, like, I just don't know what this means, right? Because a lot of people found out this truth, and it's like, oh, it's really, really bad. And because everybody is like, it's bad, but, you know, whatever. Let's all just move on. Um, I do wonder what this secret will mean. Like, will Sasha look at her differently? I think, like like you said, there's all these, like, different families and alliances kind of forming, forming these bonds, yeah. these friendships. And one that I think is going to be interesting that kind of connects the two as well is that Gladys and Carly are also building a friendship and some sort of mutual respect. And even though Gladys is always like sunny, 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 when she finds out what happened, she also knows the connection, Sasha, Nina, she will make sure (laughs) that (gasps) Sasha truly understands the depth of that betrayal. Oh my gosh. Because they talked about it. Right. And she brought Nina up. She's like, what that awful Nina did. It never occurred to me. That, like, Nina is around and Gladys is around. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Because I guess for me, I am curious to see, like, what people close to Nina might think or what a Sasha might think or what other people might think about the, like, folly and love part. Because everyone's like, oh, lies just snowball. So I just, I am curious to see if that is the reaction also. Oh, lies snowball. Love snowballs. Love and lies. No big deal. Like, I really am curious to see the reaction to that but I'm starting to think that it's going to be a bit of a big deal it will and then Gladys also mentioned we we heard her open up more and be very soft about you know she was a young mother she was a single mother she didn't feel she did things appropriately and then as he got older with the whole drug thing she abandoned him and she really wants to be a really great grandmother to her grandson. And part of that also is just like not having Nina around and having a strong woman like Carly around. <gasps> she and not said have, that. You know what I mean? Yeah. She said that I'm the only grandmother. Yeah. And I don't think she'll want Nina taking up that space. Okay. I can't wait for all this Me stuff to, to come out. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. And I think that Gladys might pay, play a bigger role than we realize in that whole mess. I would really like to see that. And, like, other secret parts, though, it's kind of bad, is that, like, Britt doesn't know that Louise is safe. Nina knows Louise is safe. Maxie knows that Nina is in love with Mike. Britt doesn't know that Nina was in love with Mike. Were they supposed to drink together? Is that when that's all going to come out? I don't know. But the thing is, like, Britt has a relationship with with like car with Carly. And so they have this, you know, sisterhood and the connection of Nathan really that bonds them. And I don't know, because like we talked about alliances are forming, friendships are Mm -hmm. forming. There's a lot of interconnectedness and people fall on different sides of stuff. So it's going to be really interesting to see. It really is. Okay. I think we covered all the things and now is our favorite part of the show. Um, Do you have any stars to give out? I mean, you already said Maxie, and I 100% agree with that one. Her scenes were amazing. But I have some fun duo stars to give out. I'm going to give some some Laura Martin a star, that duo. And I really want to give Joss and Spencer a star. There is something magical and historical and legendary about those scenes for me. Oh, my God. Always agree. Great, great, great. Um, Okay. Let's see here. It's Maxie. So it's like, okay, she has that line with Brett. 
I think Nina's there. I don't know. I just know Maxi Brit, where we can get old school wasted wine hammers. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and toast to a Peter Free world coming soon. <laughs> right? Ooh. I thought, yeah, I thought that was pretty epic. And I, I guess just... Maxie, I guess Maxie understood the code. She's like, I think Sonny will kill him. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm going to leave this in your hands. I know you got this. I'm going to peace out now. <laughs> um, and then there's the Maxie Austin scene where they're mm-hmm. having this conversation where they kind of rekindle their mutual respect and going towards friendship again. But I just love the way Austin speaks. And he's like, oh, Peter, yeah, I met him. He has that heightened language. Pretty words. <laughs> Yes, yeah, his description was kind of cool. <laughs> and then he's like, I'll kill him. He has lots of enemies. Like, it's like, Maxie, chill out. I got you. Like, don't even worry about this. We're friends, even though you don't want to be friends right now. <laughs> I think that's insane. Like, you know, that Austin is reacted the way that he did. It makes me wonder what he's capable of. Here's the thing he's a doctor, so he could, you know, well, you know, Finn and Elizabeth tried to kill somebody. That didn't work out. That either, did, but... didn't work out. It didn't work out. <laughs> So I don't know, but I just thought it was a really sweet scene, and I do hope that they become friends again. I think they, I think they're there. Ah. Okay, so we did it. We did the lights. We did the stars. Well, peeps, that's a wrap. Have a fabulous weekend. Bye. Bye.